1: Of a martini. I want a martini that can be declared a Makes me just such a martini.
0: If you're new to the show, you may want to know a little bit more about me. I'm an award-winning illustrator, designer, and art director. I've worked for some of the top agencies in the Nebraska area, and I am currently a freelance creative. I have my time at these agencies. I made a lot of connections with a lot of interesting people. And this show is me sitting down with a couple of drinks and doing a little bit of catching up. So I hope you enjoy the conversations. A while back, uh, Ryan, Don, and I recorded a few episodes. Um, one involves stories and people uh, that were portrayed in, well, let's say, an unflattering light. Uh, initially we thought it was fine, but you know, we gave it another listen and realized we probably shouldn't publish it. So I'll spare you guys the details, but I will tell you that, uh, uh, one little fact, which is it devolved to the point where Mr. Holt removed part of his shirt to have Don pet his furry birthmark. Yep, it's as gross as it sounds. So Don felt bad for us uh, not being able to publish a couple of episodes, so he came back to make up for that disaster uh, with another interview. So, what's Don been up to since then? Uh, join us in our booth at the back, and we'll find out. Uh, how you been? I'm not good. We just got to all over the place, started talking about like yeah. social media and
1: whatever. Well, it's funny, because so, Recovering from back surgery, yeah, yeah.
0: You, yeah. How are you doing? Like, it's weird. Like, what I, kind of what you have done? Is this something we could talk about?
1: Yeah, like? so, uh, on, SIP, on uh, September the 25th, herniated my L2, L3, which is just lower spine, right? right? How do you do that? Just so I was, I was, I was deadlifting about 455 pounds, right? Here's, a, here's, here's the it's so typical, my luck. It was the last. Second to last rep on my last set, I was doing these, and up to that point, everything—it was like pulling pulling pillows, right? Right. Just having a great day, yeah. And I heard, I hear, and feel a a, a knuckle pop in my back, yeah. And I remember thinking, that's that that that's probably not good. And a few hours later, I go, you know, I go home, kind of ice it. I don't tell my wife about it, and then. Later on another four hours it's like dinner time and I I can't really move my left leg right and I kind of so I tell her hey kind of injured myself a little bit that's because she's like why are you why are you limping and and so kind of told it to her and which kind of just added gasoline to her fire for this because right. she just hated what I was doing like she hated you know my 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 she you know because at the time I was I don't know it' was like 210 pounds right yeah. I, I since dropped about 30 pounds. Um, so she was just annoyed and I'm like, look, let me go to bed. I'm going to pop some ibuprofen. I'll be fine. Well, 3am in the morning, I wake up and my entire left side of my body is like on fire. Right. On fire. That's fucking nerve
0: damage, man.
1: It's bad. And I, and I try to get out and I, I can't move. And at this point I just yell, I'm like, Megan, Megan, wake up, wake up. That's terrifying. And I'm like, oh, it was awful. I'm like, I can't move. I, we need to go to the hospital. And so she snaps, awake and it's again, it's 3 a.m. And so she's, I mean, she, she's five, she's a little peanut, right? Yeah. And I'm like, I, I can't walk. And so she like, like piggybacks me from our bedroom down the stairs, <laughs> gets me in the car, and then she looks at me, and she's and, and she's just pissed, right? Yeah. At this point, because now we have to wake up our two boys. Yeah, you gotta right?
0: load them up five too. And three <laughs> at 3 a.m.
1: So I'm just sitting there, and I'm sweating because I'm in so much pain. And they come out and they're just they're excited for whatever reason god just gave me this blessing was like i'm gonna give you this one boys are gonna be in a great mood and so we rushed down to the hospital and 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 it was it was funny because i i I remember saying this prayer i'm like look god get me through this i won't deadlift anymore i'll take it seriously you know I'll, i'll 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 tone it down just get me through this and so get to the hospital and they're, they're like yeah it's herniated disc oh man fast forward a couple months medication isn't working um they suggest an epidural right which right. is a, a shot in the back get that done what, what, what is how does that help you um, so what happens? Is, just, I
0: mean, it just. Or what? So what
1: happens is an epidural is, is essentially a form of a steroid, and so they target it to the the, the region of the spine. In this case, the L two L three, which is lower spine. Right. And they shoot it in there. And so what? What a herniated disc is is imagine a a, a jelly donut. Yeah. Right. It sits between your two discs and your spine. When you herniate that, the discs push down on that nerve, and it, the jelly gets yeah. sort of shot out. Right. So the theory with the epidural is you shoot it in there, and it relaxes that area and in theory should sort of Suck it back in or what? Allow the, the discs to 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 come off of that nerve, right. come off of the pinched nerve. And he said, you should it should be pretty immediate. If not, then we'll think about the next step, which would be surgery. And nothing happened. It, it, it was great for like two days because the an, the, the local anesthesia that they shot up right. hadn't worn <laughs> off yet. So I'm like, man, I feel fantastic. <laughs> yeah, this wow. Is, this is a miracle. And then about two days later, I remember I woke up and thought, son of a bitch, I'm in pain. Right. And so at that point, he's like, look, we could do another shot, but I think you just need to go get surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, and so had what's called a ectomy. So you think you have disc fusion, which is on one end of the spectrum. Right. This one's on the other end, the the, the, the softer end, right. and they just go in there and they shave down the, the, the disc right, to alleviate pressure off of, of the nerve. Um, so it just makes it a little bit smaller, so, so space increases between. Pretty them. much, yeah, pretty much. And then, um, and so he's like, "It's going to take four to six months for you to feel normal again." And but in my head, I'm like, "It's probably more of a suggestion, right?" Like really? I'm thinking more like three weeks, I'll be fine. Yeah. And so that happened in February, and just now, or the last few weeks, I've been almost pain free right. in the back air. So everything is everything is now getting back to normal and hopefully I can start to exercise again. Right. Um, actually, my, my goal was at the end of this month, so we'll see how that goes. All right. My wife's not super happy about that at all. So, <laughs> but, but I, anyway. Uh,
0: this will help feel mm, better mm-hmm. here. I think some of the pain, yeah. I think that was your free pass for opioid abuse. It, it was. It was. Okay, I think you blew your shot
1: there. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, so, comp- so, you get, you just get a, you just get this, this, like, whole battery of, of, of drugs. Yeah. One of them is this drug called gabapentin. And I had been on this for, like, leading up to it for, like, months. And there was this period in my, there's period where, like, I was on edge all the time. I was always pissed off. Right. I was always, I was angry. And it was really worrisome because I'm, like, I couldn't figure out what was triggering it. Right. And I was reading books about it and, like, nothing was really helping and then just one day I went to refill my gamma penton and I just I'm reading through like possible side effects right Right. you know vomiting head rotates around 60 degrees like all that (laughs) stuff well like the number like the third one was increased anger I'm like son of a bitch I think this is it so I stopped taking it and it was it was almost it was pretty it, it was almost overnight like just how it once it got out of my system it was like, the demon had been exercised. Wow. You know, really, really, it was just, it just wasn't a good, this just wasn't a good, good period in my life. Wow. So, but, so yeah, so, so coming back from that and just feeling normal again, so, and trying to, you know, since I can't exercise, trying to, like, occupy myself with other things or trying to find other, because my problem is I'm kind of like this addictive personality when right. I find something to like, I think so, like yeah. I'll whole hog into it, so... Yeah. Def um, Leopard, de- oh, um, exercise. Def Leopard is just—I feel like—they're just a national treasure. You're going to the such. show, right? Oh, absolutely. Okay. You got oh, your tickets already, right? Um, my wife is. She said she's going to handle it, oh, right? Okay, because okay. it's supposed to be like a because uh, 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 it's our ten-year anniversary. Oh, so, I bet or, she's or, the or one. it was. So yeah, <laughs> she is. She's not a ten years with you and yeah, right, her and right. Def Leopard and Def Leopard. Uh huh. <laughs> so, but Jerry's playing with them and. It actually doesn't matter. She doesn't know any Journey songs either. Oh, I'm sure so. she knows. She's just a small town girl. Yes. That one. Sorry.
0: I was think. I heard something the other day. Uh, Separate Ways. <laughs> I was like, this song's fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> it's just like rocking right. and chugging through there and like yeah. you got these big synths and everything yeah. then they're just like yelling that chorus like if he if. Mm-hmm. I was like man this, this song is cool like and I don't like, know why i have just never been into it but. Well,
1: he's got such like when he lets that voice go it, it. soars like it. it's freaking it hits a whole another octave almost you know did um, you
0: ever play the 2600 video game of that?
1: I, I don't think I did no uh uh-uh. uh it's got uh-uh. like really shitty versions <laughs> it like, pretty fantastic oh
0: well the music itself is just like how they translated it <laughs> <laughs> I have
1: to check that out I got time uh, it's terrible <laughs> you know, all the time in the world it's terrible but uh yeah I, I enjoyed it um what else so just trying to just writing copywriting trying to like you write to, do you
0: write on your on your free time I do on anything I, for fun
1: yeah I've been, what do you write I've been picking up more of that recently um you know, I think every writer wants to write books, novels, short stories, or whatever. Um, and so, when I was um, when I was up, when I was lame, right, right after my surgery, I had two days where doing nothing was just awesome. Yeah, watched all these movies, and it was just freaking fantastic.
0: What and was I, the best movie you watched in that time?
1: Funny thing is, a Glengarry Glen Ross. Yeah, um, I don't know if you're familiar with it, um, and I don't know how why I decided to watch that. Probably. Because I had heard over the years, you have to watch it, have to watch it, have to watch it, and it was it was it was fantastic. It's fantastic, like just from like a strictly from like a dialogue perspective, because it's it's all dialogue driven, right? I think there's like two changes of scenes, right? It's all it's all dialogue. If you like if you love pulp fiction for the dialogue, you would love Glenn Ross.
0: Nice.
1: Um, And so it's just during that period where I was just so freaking bored, and so just started writing a lot of old story ideas I had growing up you yeah. know and just like get, get breathing some life into it um, which is actually it's been kind of therapeutic because I could now the tough thing and it was again my wife has wonderful insight we were talking about just copywriting the other day and it's like copywriters do a job that everyone thinks they can do yes that's you true know? yeah 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 and she's like because she what she thought was funny is she goes everyone thinks they're a writer but professional writers all think they're frauds, think they can't do it. Right. And I'm like, oh my God, that is a pearl of wisdom because it's it, it's so true. And then you and I have have talked about that before. Like you deal with this sense of just being an utter fraud and they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna find out that I that, that I'm a hack. Um so it's like during the day I and it it's I, for the first time in like I think this is probably the first year where I've actually considered myself a professional writer. Yeah. Right, even though I've been doing it for like almost ten years, like it was always like this thing I would whisper I am a writer copywriter right you know right. whatever now it's so I'm just trying to change how I look at things and, and perspective and, and so gotta own it you do you 100% have to own it and so it's just so it's just brought a different perspective for me personally and like just professionally speaking it's been more rewarding now like like going to work and thinking okay I'm a I'm a fucking writer that, yeah. that's what I do
0: yeah
1: so you do this thing where everyone thinks they can write and like you know, especially in advertising, you deal with account execs who think they can write. Yeah, it and, re- and they write will fucking rewrite it. Yeah. And they'll throw, it like, like they'll make it sound like it's right out of a marketing handbook. Right. A lot of leveraging, yeah. you know, a lot of synergies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, an ask, big wins. Mm-hmm. And, and they just get it. They just. So they distill it down. They take it something that's conversational and distill it down to something that's just, like, awful and formal and awkward. Right. So, but now it's like. I think I can deal with that. I can, whatever. I kind you just kind of have to laugh it off because, like, I have another outlet which, like, no one can necessarily edit from me. It's completely my own doing. It's completely my own vision. Whatever I want to write about, I can do. And so it's been... What are you doing been been with that? You know, I don't know. Like, I've got... The funny thing is, is it's almost like... Like, like a switch has been turned on. And, like, there was this, like there's this little person inside you kind of, like cleaning off the desk, you know, that's been dusty for all these years. And so, working through, like, two or three different short stories right now, they're almost done, like, legit almost done. Yeah. You know, and it's just, it's a matter of, like, trying to find some time to do it. And, um, it's also weird, because, like, you really, you don't, I really don't talk to my wife about it. Um. The, but,
0: the reason I'm asking, like, i because I'll, I'll come back to kind of your mm-hmm. thoughts on it, was because I've been writing... A lot of music. Mm-hmm. And so I've just kind of silently just put it online. Right. And like, oh, that's pretty cool. You know, let's see what happens, like if anybody's yeah. interested or not. But like, mm-hmm. I'm kind of doing it for myself, you know right. what I mean? But it's, but in a weird way, even though I'm doing it for myself as far as like just creative, mm-hmm. this creative outlet, I'm still putting it out there because maybe somebody gets something out of that. From you know it, what right. I mean? And I'm afraid that, like, people that know me might be too close to me mm-hmm. or too close to that and maybe just, like, our relationship gets in the way of them enjoying it for what it is on its own.
1: I, well, I think all that is right. I think the, the issue, at least the way I see it, it's like you deal with all these... Because it's kind of fun to be in your own world because, yeah. like, you think, I'm going to do this and it's going to get published and it's a, it's a great fantasy to have or great hope to have. Yeah. When you come out of that and you get splashed with reality, you think there's a million writers out there. Yeah. A million people writing on, doing their own book. Like, why am I so special? And then you suffer with, at least for me, it's like the embarrassment of like, cause you know, any sort of creative endeavor is such a, it's, it's such an emotional and sort of this vulnerable, like you, you have to make yourself vulnerable yeah. to create anything. right? And then to have it, you know, to share it with someone you know, whether it's your wife or, or whoever, a you don't. It's like I don't want someone just to say, "Oh yeah, it's great," because they like you said, like they know me, right? You know, or you know, I'm fairly certain my wife would wouldn't want to hurt my feelings if she didn't like it. And so right. you're just like stuck in this world, of, like I just I don't know what to do. I, I have no idea.
0: It seems like easier to put that in front of strangers and kind 100%. Of relate to them, and yeah. their experience rather than
1: yeah people I know. Yeah, 100. Because again, it's like you're not. It's like I, I think any creative, a they they want they want to make something that makes someone else happy or, or that they can enjoy. But at the same time, it's like I don't think you want to be bullshitted by anyone. Right. You know, like you just if it's if it's good, it's good. If it's not, it's not. Um, and so, back to your your original question, like I don't I don't know what what I'm going to do with that right now. I'm just focusing on the fact that like there are these stories that I personally want to tell, mm-hmm. get it out, and then worry about it, you know, down the road. And so I've been just reading up about a lot of what other writers do like famous writers like James Patterson or Stephen King and, and just getting learning like things that they did you should
0: read what good writers do
1: <laughs> 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 right <laughs> very well said right but um yeah just as far as like the process and because and the thing is it's like it's weird because
0: I can go to work you know I can do a job and do illustrations or design or mm-hmm. art direction or whatever and you know account service or the client might not be happy with it or they'll shit on it or mm-hmm. they'll give you weird feedback or something like that's easier for me to navigate than something that i've kind of just done for myself right and then for some reason like i can I'm, I'm fine with being a professional in that environment but like my own stuff like you said it's just i don't really in a way, there's part of me that is interested in what you think of it. But in another way, I don't care because it's really just fulfilling right, what I want to do right, right now. I think, well, that's the most important thing, I think. Because I've experienced more success in my life when I stop caring what other people think yeah. about what I'm doing.
1: Well, because I think also at that point, when you start to care so much as to what how someone's going to um, interpret the final product. I'm less marketable, well, and I've made far less money, but I'm happier. <laughs> well, I, but that matters though, yeah. right? Because then I think also, you know, you start to care more about how you, it's like you're gonna stop your initial gut feeling or sort of your initial gut direction to do something and think, I need to do it this way because if I do it this way, it might have more of a right. general appeal to it, yeah, right? Yeah. So I, for me, sort of my, approach to this is like I just need to do this because I I, I just I have to do this I want to yeah. do this yeah whatever happens after that who cares because this it's just another way of like you know that creative itch we all have yeah. which is why we create which is why, why we design which is why we do all those things is easy you need to be fulfilled at the end of your day or, or think that you're doing something more than just like pushing papers around um, and so I think if just get to that me if I get to that point where that's what I'm doing you know who knows? Maybe, a, you know, I'll have a stack somewhere in, in on, on a jump drive somewhere that, you know, maybe Han will find 20 years from now and be like, ah, oh, Dan was pretty, Dan was a good writer. I'll publish these under my name. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> well, that's because yeah. he won't have any <laughs> stuff. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Maybe he can go to college on this, Yeah. <laughs> like, wait, he's talking about, whoa, what's this Facebook? Yeah,
1: what is that? <laughs> oh, that, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I'm also at this weird point in my life where you know, I'm 43, and i like like, I don't want to be a... It's like at some point you... Like, what is the next step you take? Like, how do you progress? Yeah. You know, and like...
0: Dude, I'm in my 40s. Yep. And I have responsibilities. I have kids in a family. I need to be... Mm-hmm. These are my prime earning years, and I need to quit sucking around and make yeah. some fucking money. Yeah. And that's 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 my struggle is like,
1: I kind of need to do that, you know, but... hmm See, I'm already one step ahead of you there. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> I just need to financially get to a point, you know. It, it, to me, it, it, it's like, I'm just so, I've become just so practical. Yeah. You know, I think I was having this conversation with Ed once, and we we're just talking about, like, like, because it, it might have been a time where we we're talking about, like, getting, because. I think I worked with Ed when, when I was just—we were looking to buy a new car. Right. And I was like, yeah, I really want to buy this kind of car, and Ed was just like, Man, I'm just so practical these days. Yeah. This is what having a family does. I'm like, Shit, I think you're onto something, Ed. Um, but just practicality now, because like in my head, I'm thinking, Okay, I have 12 years until Han goes to to college. We have this much saved up. I've, we, you know, obviously we need more, and, and so that's now it's like. It's like I'm seeing, I'm playing like this long this long chess game of where, shit, 12 years to do this, Maverick has 15 years to do this, he's going to be, you know, 10 years before he's in, in, in high school, and just like doing the math and knowing there's going to be tuition for this and tuition for that and blah, 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 right. and, and, and all these just different, different financial, I don't say burden, right, but just, you know, because they're choices that we make, right? And right. And so... You have to balance that with, all right. Now, how do we make it happen? Right. And so, yeah, for me, if I was in your suit, I'd be like, financial done. Well, that's good. That's kind of where I'm at. You know, like it's it just
0: it just needs to be that, Mm -hmm. and I need to like grow up.
1: Well, plus you've got outlets for your that creative itch. You know, I mean, you're better off than most people. Well, and not a lot of people have international. F- very few people have international fans. <laughs> so I'm <laughs> gonna go back. Right, I don't know. they might
0: uh, <laughs> they might have dropped off by now. Since I'm not on Facebook, I don't know right. if they're able to you know access all my. Uh, do you have Blender?
1: Do you have the Time Hop app? It's basically this app that you 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 tie to your all your social media accounts, and then like every day, it shows you what you posted a year ago, two years ago, three years ago. And that and that freaking conversation popped up. This was a few weeks ago, where I had just in quotes on Facebook was like, "International fans can be really annoying." <laughs> right. You know, Dash, Peter Morris. You yeah. know? Um, and so I thought, I'm like, oh my god, that was that was such a that was such a great great morning.
0: <laughs> oh, they're, they're great fans.
1: They're mm-hmm. great fans. <laughs> oh yeah, you always love your fans, right? Yes.
0: <laughs> uh, man, you want to do another one of these? Yeah, let's do it. I'm I'm good with just, you know, straight up whiskey. Might as well. Mad Men style. Yeah, that was
1: good. Nothing fancy. No, I don't need to dress.
0: Thanks, Don, for the return visit. I'm glad we got the chance to talk about personal passion projects. Uh, The conversation really highlighted to me how important it is Um, for creatives and you know probably everybody honestly uh, to have these sorts of outlets i think it's vital to keep creating um, even outside of work and i'm glad to hear don's uh, reigniting his love of writing and i can't wait to read the stories once they're published under his kid's name um, you can find Don on Facebook at, ah, I'm, I'm kidding. He's not on Facebook and that's a whole nother conversation that I edited out before this whole thing got started, but you can probably track him down on Instagram. If you'll like the show, subscribe, rate and review on iTunes. You can follow the show on Twitter at Bastard Martini, or if you'd like more information on the episodes, visit the website, oldbastardmartinilunch.com. Finally, if you need some uh, additional creative firepower, uh, look me up, uh, petermorse.us. That's my website. You can check out some work examples there, or you can always just send me an email at uh, me at petermorse.us. I want to hear about your project. In the meantime, have another martini. I know I will.